worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Genesis chapter 1, a portion of Genesis chapter 1. And then we will look to Psalm 139. Genesis 1, starting at verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Verses 26 through 28, Genesis chapter 1. Then looking in the book of Psalms, Psalm 139, beginning at verse 1. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You've hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall uphold, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, you bloodthirsty men. For they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. All of Psalm 139. 
Father, once again, thank you, Lord, for being El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Thank you for being our King of kings, our Lord of lords. Thank you for being our blessed and wonderful Heavenly Father. Thank you for being our Creator who made us in your image. Thank you for the truth that every human being is precious in your eyes. Every human being is made in your image and for your glory. Father, thank you for us, we, the church, the opportunity we have of being able to proclaim the gospel to the world and proclaim your word to the world, your word which is truth, truth that the world desperately needs to hear, truth that, the, that can save and change and transform the world. Father, help us to recognize, Lord, that so many in the world are trying so hard to stamp out your truth, but they'll never prevail because your truth is eternal. Help us to boldly proclaim your word and help the world know that your word is the truth that will set us free. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Robertson. Rick is going to share a word of prayer at this time. Father, you know our hearts are with uh, the people of Ukraine. And God, we pray that you would be near them. We think of our brothers and sisters in Christ there, Father. We pray that you would be their shield, that you would be their comfort, that you would be their strength. We just pray that you would stir their hearts, draw near to them today. We pray for this world, God. We're so thankful to know that you are the sovereign God, that we can uh, take a deep breath and recognize that that you are in charge, and although things happen we don't understand, Father, we can trust in you, we can rest in you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We're still receiving listener testimonies for our upcoming Spring share that's just a few weeks away. We're receiving those testimonies, and if the Lord has used American Family Radio to strengthen you, to encourage you in your walk with the Lord, to help you and your family in the work of the, the whole process of making disciples, we'd like to hear from you. Simply call this number, 1-877-876-8893. Again, that's 1-877-876-8893. And simply share, your, share for a minute or two your listener testimony. And you just may get a chance to hear your testimony during our Spring share Hope you'll take the time. Once again, the number 1-877-876-8893. My email, once again, is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. A reminder, if you'd like some of the prayer tools we provide, we're glad to share them with you. And I want to remind and encourage you. If you're not praying Psalm 91 every day, I would encourage you to start today. We'd be glad to send you a copy of that prayer. Simply email us, same email, joseph at afr.net. And one of the reasons being is because we live in a crazy, dangerous world, and no one can protect us like the Lord can. And Psalm 91 is a unique, powerful tool that can help us to help to protect our physical health and protect us in the midst of a dangerous and very difficult world we live in. Let's take a moment now specifically to pray Psalm 91. Father, thank you for all those we lifted up earlier and those that are a part of our listening family now. Lord, today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today we say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress, our God, and you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the fowler snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers, and under your wings do we trust. Your truth 
is our shield and buckler. And so we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked because we have made the Lord our refuge even the most higher habitation, no evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They bear us up in their hands, lest we dash a foot against the stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot because we have set our love upon you. Therefore, you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us. With long life, you satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. We are very blessed to have and honored to have as our phone guest today, uh, Connie Eller. Connie is the founder of a pro-life organization, Missouri Blacks for Life, and she's been a pro-life warrior out on the battlefield for many, many years. Uh, Connie, how are you today? How are you? It's a, a pleasure and honor to be with you today on the radio. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, and I'm grateful that you were able to take time out of your busy schedule to come and be with us today. And Connie, I'm going to ask if you'll take time now to further introduce uh, yourself, and of course, we're, we'll look forward to getting a chance to talk with you about your journey as a pro-life warrior, though. But if you'll take time now just to a little further introduce yourself so our listeners can better know who you are. Okay. Thank you. Um, I, my name is Connie Eller. I live in the city of St. Louis, Missouri, St. Louis, uh, Missouri, in the middle of the USA. And uh, I um, am a social worker by degree and also by decades of experience. Um, I have um, been very blessed to have worked with um, homeless pregnant women and their children. And for a little while, I also worked with uh, immigrants and refugees and those seeking asylum in the U.S., and other kinds of experience that God has opened doors and allowed me to uh, walk through have been amazing. Um, I became a Christian when I was 19 and pregnant. When I heard that Jesus loves me, that he forgives sin, that he gives me new life, and um, that's a few decades ago. I'm always learning as I go, Mm -hmm. but I thank God for rescuing me and then changing me from the inside out. Well, praise God. Praise God. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, as we start, I'm going to ask, would you share with our listeners, how did the Lord draw you into being becoming the warrior for life that you are? What led to that in your life? Hmm. Well, I have to go back to before I was a Christian, before I knew about the Lord. Um, I had just mentioned that I, I got saved when I was 19 and pregnant. Well, I was very hungry for hope. Um, And once I heard the word of God, it was like uh, waking up. Because unfortunately, when I was just a couple of years younger, at the age of 16, I became pregnant, wasn't married, and didn't have any life-affirming advice around me. Um, Also, I got pregnant in in, um, New York State where you did not have to tell your parents. So Mm. listener, beware. When the government starts separating parents from children, only bad things can happen. Mm. And so um, it was very easy to be 
wrongly advised to go to an abortion mill, which is what I did at the age of 16, believe it or not, where I didn't have to tell my parents, signed up for an abortion, and then I turned, actually turned 17 by the time I had the abortion, but it totally ruined my life. It really ruined my life. And I knew from the moment I stepped out of the abortion clinic that day that I was, I was totally broken, and I also knew I was never going to do that again. I was never, I knew that much. Um, fast forward to a couple of years later, um, my life is still in a spiral. I mean, I was an A student in high school and everything, but everything just kind of came to a crash because you can't have an abortion and then walk out thinking, oh, I'll be the same or better because you won't. Mm-hmm. You've have, you have, um, discarded the gift of a child that God has given you, and you can't be the same. You just simply can't. You can fool yourself, but you can't be the same. So, you know, my life just spiraled. I did finish high school, but I was aimless and goalless and hopeless. And then um, at the age of 19, I got pregnant again, not knowing any better. Nobody taught me. Um, But this time I got invited to church and I hadn't been in church since I was probably, let's say, six or seven years old. Okay, so I'm speaking to those out there who cannot say they grew up in the church. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and maybe those that have grown up in the church and ignored the word of God. Mm. So at the age of nineteen, being invited to church was amazing because I I heard things and started reading the Bible and was being taught very well by wonderful Bible teachers and just like I said, it woke me up. And at that particular church, quite often gave an invitation to accept Jesus Christ, um, and I did. I did. And like I said, I was 19 and pregnant and by that time visibly pregnant. And yet this church took me in, you know, 19 years old. I thought I knew everything, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But this this church took me in, loved me, mentored me, taught me, included me. Connie, I'm going to have to jump in here. We're coming up on a break and we're going to pick up on the other side there. Our phone guest today is Connie Eller. She's the founder of Missouri Blacks for Life, as well as a pro-life warrior in the kingdom of God. We'll be right back.
music of C.C. Winans, Holy Spirit, come and fill this place. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Father, thank you again for the wonderful ministry of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that shares and touches hearts with your love, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, anoint us afresh with the Spirit of grace. Help us to live and walk in such a way that we as your church will function in such a way that your love flows through our words, our actions, our attitude, the things we say, the things we do. And Lord, do a work in the lives of parents that are listening as well. More and more help us as parents and and as families to live in such a way that our loved ones will know that they can come in times of difficulty, in storms, that they can come to us rather than feeling a need to run away from family, knowing that it's your love that draws them. Lord, empower us to be the church of love and grace you'd have us to be. Father, thank you once again for your sovereignty over all nations, all people. Lord, flood the nation of Ukraine and Russia fresh with your Holy Spirit of mercy, Lord. Father, we're believing you, Lord, to bring that conflict to a soon end in the name of Jesus. But in the midst at this time, Lord, more and more cause the church, your church, to rise up to be the church you'd have it to be and help us who are in other parts of the world to be supportive with our prayers and our finances to help support the work as you would have us to. Help us to know, Lord, there's always things we can do if we would choose to sacrificially do them. Guide us to do just that. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest is Connie Eller. She's the founder of Missouri Blacks for Life and a pro-life warrior. Uh, Connie, just before you get back to your story, I want to ask if you'll just touch on if you would, the whole matter of your your journey with your parents through what you went through. And, and one of the reasons why I think it's, it's so helpful to touch on this is because there are many a parent who want to have a relationship with their children such that their children can always feel the freedom to come to them in a time of difficulty or trial. Yet sometimes children just think, well, parent, my parent will be angry, they'll be upset, they'll be disappointed. But the love of God flowing through the life of and the heart of a parent is a wonderful thing, and the world needs so much more of it. But would you touch on that, please? Absolutely, and thank you so much for um, focusing on that. So, so like I mentioned, in, in New York State, you did not have to tell your parents. If you're a minor, you did not have to tell your parents that you were thinking of having an abortion, which is a horrible separation. Parents have a right to know what's going on with their child, and minors should not be able to be influenced and misled by strangers, which Mm. is exactly what the abortion industry relies on. Mm -hmm. Um, So keep in mind that my parents didn't know. They had no clue whatsoever. So Mm -hmm. so let's focus back to even making the abortion appointment. So, you know, I was 16. I was trying to look like a goody two-shoes and, you know, didn't want anybody to know what I had really been doing. Okay. And that's really what it comes down to, that abortion helps you hide your lies and your sins. So Mm -hmm. it's a sin, okay, that hides sin, and that can't get any better. So uh, I don't really remember who told me about the abortion clinic, but once I called the abortion clinic, made the appointment, uh, my boyfriend, who usually had no money, all of a sudden was able to come up with some money. And also I lied to my best friend for the rest of the money. Keep all this in mind as a minor, right? Mm-hmm. This is how far we go to hide our sin. Mm-hmm. So um, I, so my parents didn't have to know because that, unfortunately, was the law in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
what happened behind that abortion, like I said, I came out of that clinic heaving and crying and broken, and I knew I would never do that again. But I also got a fever. And I can't remember the timeline, but I got a fever pretty soon. And here it was the end of, it was late August, middle August. It was hot, heat wave hot. And I am laying on the sofa with a fever. And I lie to my parents and tell them that I have the flu. And they believe me. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about um, the the um, the need for parents to have an open line of communication with their children of any age, actually children of any age, it is very true. Mm-hmm. Um when the laws cut off that communication or separate you or intimidate you. And, you know, I was living in a fear factor, right? Didn't want anybody to know what I was really doing. Wanted to keep up my straight A student, goody two shoes image. And mm-hmm. the abortion industry um, capitalizes, misuses that kind of fear. They have to work on the factor of fear in us. Mm-hmm. So um, also there was a little sales tactic put on me. Now, can you imagine this? The abortion clinic calls me a minor, a 16-year-old, and tells me that if I wait a couple of weeks too long, the procedure will cost more money. Mm-hmm. And what do I say to that? Oh, no, 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 I'll do it as soon as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, something that I had no information on, and they were able to pressure me on that. So, you know, fast forward to me coming home and getting a fever within, I don't know, a day or two or whatever, and lying to my parents, and that was that. You know, they believed me, and that was that. Now, a couple of years later, um, I recall finally telling my mother, and I hope everybody's sitting down for this. She said, I wish you had told me I would have helped you with the baby. Mm. See that? Mm. And then I go like, you know, yeah, that's right. Had I told my mom, she would have helped me with the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, Connie, that's so powerful. That's so powerful because, you know, Many parents react in many different ways, but I think it's so common that their parents had, had they known, they would have stepped up and loved and supported and worked with their child under those circumstances. But again, when they don't know, they don't know. Would you take a moment specifically to pray for parents that are listening, that they would seek to have the heart of Christ to know how to address this kind of thing in a way that honors the Lord and in a way where their children can know that they're loved even in the midst of mistakes? They still are loved by their parents as well as by the Lord, too. Would you pray for families? Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your Son, Jesus. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Always remind us, Lord, that Jesus forgives and heals. Jesus forgives and heals. So, Lord, I pray specifically today for parents, no matter what the age of their children, for parents to be able to have an open line of communication to pour into their children the knowledge that since Jesus forgives and heals, that parents are there to help in that process, Lord. And I pray for parents who may have themselves made the same mistakes, um, you know, committed the same sins, not just abortion. We all have a list of sins with our name on them. And because of the sins of the parents, Lord, the parents don't want to speak of what they did or, or they justified. And because of that, Lord, the communication line closes to the children to protect and to warn them and to prevent them from possibly falling into the the trap trap of sin and shame and um, mistakes and errors and and lies and deceit. The Lord, right now, uh, by the blood of Jesus and by the holy name of Jesus, we rebuke um, 
lines of communication. We, we, we cast off any, any stronghold that the enemy has put on families and parents. And we ask you, Lord, to heal the parents yes, Lord, so that the Jesus. children can be healed and protected, loved and confident. So that communication goes both ways. And I, I say an extra prayer, Lord, for the children, again, of any age, any age, Lord, that they also take um, a part in keeping those lines of communication open. The young children are so innocent, and they just say things as they are. And we lose that as we get older, Lord. So go back, Lord, help us go back and um, forgive and be forgiven, ask forgiveness and give forgiveness. And protect, Lord, so that the numbers of abortion go down because the amount of love will go up. And for those that are not healed, whether it's from anywhere, Lord, even in the pulpit, Lord, those that are not healed and won't preach this message on abortion, Lord, we actually for healing even in the pulpit so that more people can be healed and more children protected. And it's not about protecting our reputation when our own child gets pregnant, but it's all about children are a gift from God. Yes, Lord. And, and many, many times in the Bible, Lord, you, you kept talking about generations yet to come, future generations, those yet unborn, Lord. And what have we done? We have disrespected that by murdering those generations that were supposed to come and that were supposed to give glory to you. Lord, I pray for parents everywhere that they themselves get into the Word of God, that they themselves um, become your soldiers and that they train up their children in the way that the children should go under you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And Father, to thank you for your church, the body of Christ in the world. Thank you for the opportunity we have of being able to be your vessels, your hands and feet in a world that desperately needs to be touched by your love. Father, Lord, thank you for the individuals that you use to help share the gospel with uh, Connie when she was a a young lady in a difficult situation. And thank you, Father, for your church, that those that are faithfully doing what you've called us to do, going out into the world and making disciples. Stir us, Lord, no matter what's going on in our world with all the storms and the difficulties that we may encounter. Help us to know that we're always to be about your business of sharing the love of Jesus Christ through the sharing of the gospel. We're always to be about your business of teaching people how to walk with you and to walk in your love and experience your love. Lord, help us to know, Lord, it's always the right thing to do to be your faithful ambassador sharing the gospel and your love in every context. Help us to be faithful to do just that. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, um, Sister Connie, so the Lord worked through your circumstances to help you to become a pro-life warrior. Was it very soon or was it years later? What kind of How did that take place in your life? Well, it was years later. Um, when I could, I would, you know, research things about unborn babies, about abortion. And years later, um, something very interesting happened. Um, I was, this is the early 1980s, let's say. I was watching TV, and even though it wasn't in an audible voice, God clearly directed me to start investigating and researching something. And what I saw on TV was what you used to see on TV in the, in the 1980s was anybody who was prayerfully picketing outside of an abortion clinic, you would, the only thing you would really see about them on the news is if they got arrested. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there is still in my mind, the vision of looking at TV and the story about someone with handcuffs on and if they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything violent. They were just out there praying. 
And, you know, the abortion claim doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the freedom to do that. And I felt God speak to my spirit and said, Connie, you are responsible for looking into the fact that that is not the full story. And so what I started doing was I looked up who the pro-life resources were in my city and who the pro-abortion resources were in my city. And I actually went to one pro-abortion meeting because what you go to in person, no one can ever lie to you about. Okay, you witness it for yourself. Mm -hmm. I went and all I can recall about this meeting that there was a very well-known local lawyer. Um, He was pro-abortion and he was a guest speaker. And I just remember it being dark and cold in there. That's all I can remember. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, I started looking for the pro-life resources. And by this time, I was living in St. Louis, Missouri. So Mm -hmm. I looked up Missouri Right to Life, which Mm -hmm. is still around. Missouri Right to Life is one of the premier right to life groups in the the United States. Mm -hmm. And I uh, read about what they were doing, and I saw their list of local meetings, and I went to one. And it was amazing. And, and that is the late 1980s. And to this day, those people fed into me things that I still feed into others mm-hmm. for pro-life. I've learned so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I initially got involved. Later on, um, I was asked to be on the local board of Missouri Right to Life, which I did. And also the buses that go to the pro-life march in Washington, D.C. every January. Well, Missouri has quite a number of buses that go. And Mm -hmm. so for 15 years, I and a couple of other women volunteered to be the coordinators of that bus trip to the pro-life march in Washington, D.C. every January. So that Mm -hmm. was great. And then I started going to pro-life, and I suggest everybody do this, pro-life conferences, pro-life meetings, um, uh, get on email lists of every pro-life organization you can. Nowadays, Get on the app, uh, look them up, go to YouTube, do your own research, because ultimately God will hold each one of us accountable and responsible for what we did to protect life. Um, mm. Would you mind if I share a scripture? Please do. Okay, because you already took mine. I was actually going to share Psalm 139. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God, God, God is good. So mm-hmm. this one is um, Proverbs 24. Mm-hmm. People usually read... 11 and 12, but I'm going to read verse 10 as well. Okay. So Proverbs 24, verse 10 to 12, because even 10 is powerful. If you do nothing in a difficult time, your strength is limited. Rescue those being taken off to death and save those stumbling towards slaughter. If you say, but we didn't know about this, won't he who weighs hearts consider it? Won't he who protects your life know? Won't he repay a person according to his work? Mm, powerful scriptures. Yes, very much so. So we're coming up on a break, and we can pick up right there on the other side. Our phone guest today is Connie Eller. She's the founder of Missouri Blacks for Life and a pro-life warrior in the kingdom of God. We'll be right back.
Dancing Oyakan with Amazing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Connie Ella. She's the founder of Missouri Blacks for Life, and she's a pro-life warrior. Uh, Connie, if someone wants to get more information about the work that you do in the organization you founded, Missouri Blacks for Life, how could they do that? I do have a website. It's being reconstructed right now, but it is. Okay. www.missouri, spell out Missouri, blacks, B-L-A-C-K-S, for F-O-R, life, L-I-F-E, dot org. And there is an email address there. I um, will give out my phone number as well, if you'd like. Okay. Um, I don't mind phone calls and texts and messages. Uh, 314-398. 2161 314-398-2161. And um, uh, take note that the uh, the way that the name Missouri Blacks for Life came about is that Reverend Johnny Hunter, who I consider the father of Black Pro-Life America, he actually named it Missouri Blacks for Life. Mm-hmm. Um, he runs Learn Life Education and Resource Network, which is the nation's oldest uh, Black Pro-Life network. So mm-hmm. Missouri Blacks for Life, when I started it, I was going to have regular meetings, and what I found out the first couple of meetings is that everyone that was um, willing to be part of Missouri Blacks for Life was already in ministry of some kind, and I didn't want to pull their time away from them anymore. Mm-hmm. So, And also, I was working outside of the home as well full-time. So Missouri Blacks for Life is an informational network. If mm-hmm. someone provides their email address to me or, or cell phone number where they can be texted, if I can, I will let them know about events going on everywhere, Christian events and pro-life events and some conservative events. And we must always remember Christian, pro-life, and conservative are not always equal. Mm-hmm. However, we need to all work together. So I would be glad to do that. They can call, text, if they have any questions, want to talk about an abortion experience, want resources for abortion healing, just know that Jesus forgives and heals and loves you. And if I can be of assistance, I don't have all the answers, but I can certainly find somebody who has the answer the person needs. Mm-hmm. So if someone is post-abortive and went through a similar journey as to yours, then they can get in touch with you as well then. Is that right? Yes, because there are excellent resources like silentnomoreawareness.org uh, and others um, and, and national speakers that can come and speak in an event for them as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Share the website as well as the phone number one more time, please. Sure. 
uh, Missouri, M-I-S-S-O-U-R-I, blacksforlife.org, phone number 314-398-2161 is my cell phone. All right. And Connie, also, uh, I'm, I recall that you were one of the featured speakers in a very powerful movie. I imagine many of our listeners may know about it and some may not, but it's a powerful documentary produced by the ministry Life Dynamics, with uh, who the president is March, Mark Crutcher. But the movie is entitled Mayafa 21. That's M-A-A-F-A 21. Would you share about how you got involved with that and ended up being featured on that documentary? Yes, Maafa 21 is a remarkable documentary that was released, I believe, in 2008, seen by hundreds of thousands of people. It is free online at www.m like Mary, A A F like Frank, A, the number two, the number one.com, M A A F A 21.com. It is a documentary that um, I'd say start watching it early in the day because it's long, but it's necessarily long. Mm-hmm. And uh, it will document the connection between um, racism, slavery, eugenics, population control, forced sterilization, abortion, um, abortion groups, even the U.S. government, even U.S. international aid. And it's still going on today in different forms. So it is an awareness documentary. And yes, please, everybody, please watch maafa21.com and direct your questions about it to Mark Crutcher down in Texas at Life Dynamics. It is a timeless documentary, and some of it, looking back, but also looking forward, almost can be called prophetic. Mm. And, you know, Connie, I think of this, too. Amongst, uh, uh, amongst other things, of course, the movie touches beautifully on so many different critically important issues that help us better understand how we came to where we are, especially as it relates to the black community. But amongst other things... It also draws together the connection between the tragedies of slavery and some of the same parallel issues that relate to the tragedy of abortion in our culture as well. Any thoughts you want to share along that line? Thank you for mentioning that. You know, I live in St. Louis City, which is the home of um, the, uh, the, the, uh, the courthouse downtown where one of the Dred Scott decisions was made. And the Dred Scott great-great-granddaughter lives in St. Louis and speaks all over the country. Mm-hmm. And if you look at that, for someone to deem that a human being isn't fully human, to, to deem that that person doesn't count and doesn't matter mm-hmm. is just ridiculous. And we want to say, oh, those people and their poor decisions back then. But guess what? Mm-hmm. Every unborn child, including my own, that was slaughtered in the abortion industry was also counted as less than or not even human and as somebody who didn't count. And so we're looking at over 60 million U.S. babies just in this country alone Mm -hmm. are missing and gone. Our economy could have been stronger because they would have been in the workforce Mm -hmm. and our lives would have been richer. Mm -hmm. I, I heard somebody once say that, you know, Somebody might might have four children and they're afraid of the fifth one, having a pregnant, blah, blah. But I heard somebody say that love doesn't divide, it multiplies. I can't remember who said Mm -hmm. that love doesn't divide, it multiplies. So again, I speak to the people out there who you might be pregnant or know somebody who is and you're afraid. Don't fall for the oppressor's lie because abortion is a tool of oppression. Abortion is a tool of population reduction. 
Don't fall for the lie. God provides. God mm-hmm. provides. And every child he's given you is a gift. Don't throw away the gift. That's right. That's right. Connie, would you take time now specifically to pray for the church and pastors in particular that more and more that they would seek to have God's heart in the, in how we passionately stand for life and stand against the tragedy of abortion. Yes. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you again for this privilege for us to, to speak with each other and to speak with those that are listening. Lord, right now, I praise you, first of all, for all of the brave Christian pastors and pro-life warriors who bravely speak out against abortion, against child abuse, because abortion is a form of child abuse, Lord. And I thank you for their bravery. I thank you for your provision and protection for them. And I ask you, Lord, to give them even more of a voice as time draws down. And for the others who refuse to speak out against abortion, and for those that even dare to speak for abortion from the pulpit of your churches, Lord, I ask you to Lord, you are in charge of the heart, and you are in charge of softening hardened hearts. And I ask you, Lord, to open doors where pro-life ministers, pro-life clergy people, even pro-life lay people can minister to the the ministers who are not pro-life, who are holding on to a hurt, who are unhealed. Lord, this has happened. This has happened. uh, There's a whole denomination now that is pro-life because other people came in and mentored them because the pastors weren't healed in some respects, Lord. So I ask you for this. And we even have pastors who are legislators in our state and even maybe in our federal government, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, to speak to them because so many of them, for some reason, aren't pro-life, Lord, and they're misleading this country. So I ask you, Lord, to continue to have mercy because that's what it's been. You have mercy on us. Lord, please um, continue to grow and strengthen your remnant those that will speak out for Jesus, and those will speak out for pro-life. Actually, Lord, today, even today, that you have pastors who have been wavering and are unsure that they reach out to Pastor Joseph Parker and to all the other pastors that are willing to, to mentor them and to minister to them, because the minister needs ministering as well. I thank you, Lord, for um, breaking of the stronghold. And I thank you, Lord, that in the end we have victory because we have victory now in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And Father, I too thank you for uh, uh, Sister Connie Eller. Thank you for many other believers and people in the body of Christ that you've raised up to be bold witnesses that you're using to help stand for life and stand against the tragedy of abortion. Thank you, Lord, for the truth that Uh, legalized abortion in our nation will soon come to an end, and we thank you for your sovereignty over that, Lord. Guide us in the church in simply speaking the truth, stand on the truth, and proclaim the truth, and live the truth as you would have us to. And more and more raise up uh, leaders, pastors in the church, leaders and churches that will take their place to be bold witnesses for this cause and for your kingdom as well. Help us to simply be about your business on a daily basis. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, Connie, our time is just about gone. Any final words you'd like to share before we end our time today? Be encouraged in Christ and um, get out there. Get out there and speak. Amen. Amen. God can use every available voice as we simply boldly, simply say, Yes, Lord, I'm available. Use me for your glory.
So share the website and the contact number one more time if someone would like to learn more about your work or get in touch with you. MissouriBlacksForLife.org, and it's better to reach me by cell phone, 314-398-2161. My name is Connie Eller. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Connie. And as we normally do before the end of the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made the step, that you've never made the decision to ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior. Today is a wonderful day to make that decision. Remember, Jesus is the answer to all the problems, the ills of life, and Jesus cures all the ills of life as well. If you'd like to make that step and ask Christ to come into your heart, would you simply pray this prayer with me today? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. Lord, three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Lord Jesus, forgive me for all the wrong things I've done. Lord, today, in a brand new way, I ask you, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Help me to be the person you would have me to be. Lord, you said in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, please get in touch with us. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature that'll help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, and we look forward to being in touch with you. Again, Sister Connie Eller, thank you so much for being with us today. One one final time, would you share once again the website and the contact number if someone wants to get in touch with you? MissouriBlackForLife.org, 314-398-2161. All right. Thank you again, Connie, for being with us today, and keep up the great work for the Lord. Thank you. God bless you. All right. And please, uh, for every listener, pray much for Sister Connie Eller and the work and the ministry she's doing. And continue to pray for the church, that the church would stand up to be the witness you'd have us all to be as well. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.